This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Isaac here with Civil Engineering Academy coming at you with another sweet, sweet podcast. Today, I actually interviewed my own brother, Mark Okeson, who is actually a structural engineer. Uh, I'm just going to read a quick bio about himself, about Mark. As we get into this, you'll find out a ton of tips about what a structural engineer does, uh, a day in the life of them, and just general tips on school and career advice that we kind of covered. It was really awesome. So Mark's actually a senior project manager. He's a structural engineer for a construction firm that specializes in heavy highway, civil, and commercial construction. He has over 22 years of experience and he's really gained expertise in the design and delivery of multi-million dollar construction projects, including retail, office, and parking structures, mixed use, hospitality, uh, hospitals, healthcare, education, government, multifamily, residential, highway bridges. I, I, I can go on. Lots of experience. So really every role in design he has experience with in the construction process. And his primary responsibility is really assembling and coordinating fully integrated project delivery teams and then directing all these phases of the project design and delivery process. So Mark actually received his civil engineering degree from the University of Utah in 1998, go Utes, and earned his MBA from the University of Phoenix back in 2001. He's a structural engineer in Utah and a licensed PE in Colorado, Idaho, Wyoming, Oregon, Montana, New Mexico, and Nevada. So good stuff here, guys. Uh, as we go through the interview, you'll notice my voice is probably a little nasally. That's because I am fighting a cold, but I guess it's that season. So without further ado, that is Mark, and let's get to the interview. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. We got Mark, who is my brother, on as part of the Civil Engineering Academy podcast. Welcome, Mark. Hey, how we doing, guys? We're doing good. We're doing good. Hey, so um, we've read a quick bio about you, and that's that's been fun. But now I want to dive in a little bit more into your background. Why don't you, um, if you could, tell us about your yourself and maybe about how you got into engineering, why you got into it. And then maybe after that, take us through a typical day for a structural engineer in the field you're in? Well, okay. So, um, I, I grew up in, uh, in Utah and I had, um, a grandfather that, uh, was a cabinet maker and he was a little bit more than that. He was, uh, he was actually a mechanical engineer if you wanted to, if you wanted to boil it down, but he, uh, he specialized in cabinetry, but he also, uh, designed his own, um, his own machinery, shapers and routers and anything with a blade that would cut and shape uh, his cabinetry the way he wanted it. Um, he was an inventor of those types of machines, lathes. That was another big thing that he did. But um, uh, and and as a young uh, kid, I I uh, I was very interested in in what he did, and I, I I worked with him a lot. He had a shop at his house, and I. 
I, I made furniture, desks, and different things that I, I wanted to make. And he taught me how, how that thing, how those things worked. And what, what was intriguing is that he, he would have a design and, and back then it was just a hand sketch, but he could, he could sketch things out and with dimension drawings, we could go and using the machines that he invented, we could build a piece of furniture, whether it was, uh, you know, a desk or a bookcase or whatever it was. <clears throat> That's awesome. Uh, I remember you building some of those things. Yeah. Myself. What was cool is seeing that uh, design that you had on paper, you did the calculations, you figured out the dimensions and you had it kind of uh, in a virtual, you had a, a, a virtual version of, uh, of this cabinet or this bookcase, whatever you were making. And then you could go into the shop and produce it. And, and it was real. It became real uh, once you went out and, and built it. And so that, that process kind of intrigued me. And I think that's, if, if you boil it all down and you go, and you go back far enough, that's really what kind of tripped me on to, uh, to engineering. I figured out that that's really what he was, was an engineer. He was somebody that designed things for practical applications using math and, and science. That's awesome. So that's what spurred your interest into going into engineering itself. Yeah. Nice. Um, I remember going over there and just making swords and shields out of wood. So I didn't, I didn't do anything <laughs> cool like that. Um, so that's awesome. So fast forward, you've gone through school now. Uh, a lot of people want to know a little bit more about your background, but typically what goes on uh, in a structural engineer's day. So, so what's a typical I, day for you? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a licensed structural engineer, but I'm not a structural engineer in the typical sense that you would think of a, a structural engineer working in a in a design firm cranking out uh, um, structural designs you know for whatever the the structure is office buildings or um, or bridges or or, or whatever um, I, I, I work for a uh, a construction company and my job is to essentially put together a fully integrated uh, project delivery teams and so that's kind of a fancy way of saying that uh, I, I, I deal with clients uh, directly, um, owners that have specific needs for specific structures, whether it's a new office space, if they need a parking structure, um, you know, if it's a, oh, maybe it's an acute care facility, a hospital. Um, I deal with those, those clients that have specific structural needs and I compile uh, the design team and uh, the construction team that can fully execute that project and deliver it to to the owner. And so, uh, my typical day is um, is dealing with uh, those teams. I usually have several projects going at once, but um, it's dealing with those teams that I've compiled to uh, to deliver these projects. Um, to clients. So are you setting up meetings, talking with them daily? Does it change depending on the need? Is it uh, change depending on the life cycle of the project? Yes, it depends on the size of the project and the life cycle of the project. But um, uh, I'm, I'm typically uh, interfacing with owners um, that, uh, that have needs. And so I'm, I'm determining what their needs are and suggesting economical solutions for their for their needs. Um, 
So uh, a, a good example would be a, a client that comes to me and needs uh, additional office space. And so I would determine what, um, what uh, they typically do in their offices, how they want to arrange things. Um, I would determine who uh, probably the best uh, architect and uh, structural engineer uh, would be to, uh, to uh, help them with those things. And then I would, I would compile that, um, that team or assemble that team um, and coordinate the uh, the effort to to get that project done. Now I wouldn't uh, get into the financing and and those kind of things. Um, we usually do uh, background information or, or check the background of clients that we're working with to make sure they're financially viable. But um, but yeah, um, nice. No, that sounds like a busy day. I'm sure every day is kind of crazy. Yeah. So it's just, I, groups. yeah, I, 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 uh, and then once, once projects get executed, I also, um, I, I get into, uh, the design. There's a lot of, uh, design work that goes in, uh, when, once a building is under construction, there's a lot of engineering that, that has to happen there. So you're doing so, a lot of site visits, a lot of site visits, but I also get to, uh, I also get to, uh, you know, design a lot of things. You know, a lot of the things that I, I, I focused on is, you know, I get to do a lot of uh, shoring and, and form work and, and reshoring design for uh, my structural concrete um, projects. Um, but I also get to, uh, oh, hey, uh, I just, I get to, uh, I get to do a lot of uh, construction type engineering is, is what I'll say. So, uh, retention systems, uh, shoring systems, uh, earthwork, uh, a lot of those kind of things too. I get to, uh, I get to be involved with, but, uh, and I, I have a, a um, a team that uh, works for me that, uh, that does most of that work, but, um, I'm involved with uh, reviewing and making sure things are going in the right direction. Awesome. Sounds like a busy day. Sounds like you're out and about quite a bit. So those are all good things. Um, what's something, maybe a tool or a tip or even career advice that you could suggest um, for other engineers out there that are looking into going into this, this type of field? Well, so um, one of the, the, the big tips, one of the big things when I was uh, uh, starting out in the business and I when I uh, when I first graduated from uh, the University of Utah, and I was trying to figure out what I, you know, what uh, direction I want to do. I I remember um, figuring out that uh, a, a civil engineer, someone with a civil engineering degree, had a lot of options, which was nice. And um, I, I discovered early that I didn't necessarily want to be uh, in a design firm. I wanted to be more into the construction where I could get my hands on some of the things that I helped, uh, conceptualize and design. I wanted to get more of a hands-on kind of an approach. Cause that was, that was my background. I liked seeing things designed, but then I liked seeing the process of them becoming a reality. And so, um, I, I, I really have that practical side of me that I, that I really like. I really like to see that, that, that something taken from a conceptual and design standpoint and turned into reality. And so as I was a, a young engineer going through, um, uh, you know, learning how things, how things work, 
my mentors, one of the big things that they taught me is to make sure that you're researching uh, your questions before you ask them. There, I, I, you know, there was nothing more frustrating to the guys that I worked under than me just coming, essentially being a little bit lazy and just coming to them with questions that I hadn't really done any research or tried to formulate my own answers before I approached them about those things. Oh, that's a great uh, tip. Yeah, so if you have was, questions about things, especially yeah, to superiors. Do, do a little homework and, and kind of research some things and have your own ideas and maybe even reach your own conclusions before you come to your mentors and, and propose, you know, a solution and get their input. Like uh, don't that. be lazy and just come to them and say, hey, how do I do this? You know, have, have some things figured out and some things thought about before you approach them. Oh, those are great tips. Great tips. And I think also what I'm hearing for general career advice is kind of pay attention to what you enjoy, you know, what you enjoy doing. Um, if, if it's something you want to be hands-on with, maybe construction is where you want to go uh, to get a little more hands-on experience um, in the structural arena. So um, something to pay attention to as you're in school or maybe as you're doing an internship or something. Uh, just to uh, see what you like and don't like. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Well, could you take us through something, maybe a lesson learned on something that was, uh, you know, either a mistake or something that you've seen from a distance that you've, that you've learned and just kind of tells that story. Well, one, one of the, one of the things that I learned early on and it was, it was something that, and again, it goes back to this, uh, this thing that I, that I have in my background where I can see a design become reality. Um, and a lot of times, um, you know, you go through your engineering uh, program and, and the curriculum and, and you learn a lot about, about uh, theory and, and how things theoretically work. Um, but one of the big things that, um, that I learned when I, when I got out of school is to, uh, is to trust the guys that, um, that actually build things. They, a lot of those guys, they don't, they, they have a sense of how things go together. Um, and a lot of times you're, you're, you're first, um, you, you kind of think that, uh, maybe you're, you're a little bit better than, than those guys that are out swinging the hammers and, well, because uh, you've got the degree now. Because so. you've got the degree, but um, <laughs> never underestimate what those guys know how to do and know how to build and, and the knowledge that they have because it is very valuable. One of the, and so <clears throat> uh, I would just say make sure that, uh, that you always give those guys um, the respect that they deserve. And I, I don't know that I did that as I should have uh, right off the bat. <clears throat> um, but as I interfaced with the guys that were actually building the things that I were that I was designing, um, I really came to respect and um, see what they brought, you know, what value that they brought um, to the process. And it's it's invaluable. Those, those guys, they get like a, a you know a, a sense about how things go together and how things fit together. And I agree. I in my own job that I have, I uh, experienced this myself when. I had designed stuff, but uh, as soon as the crews got looking at what I had designed, they called me out on a lot, a lot of stuff that I just overlooked, and I didn't yeah. know this until I had field experience. Yeah, you can run your calcs so. and size a structural member, but 
if it can't be built or it yeah. can't be built easily, exactly. it's worthless. It's yep. absolutely worthless. And so take those, those constructability things into account. Um, you know, avoid, avoid those kind of mistakes. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's helpful for young engineers. If you are a young engineer to go out and, you know, get your hands dirty, get out with those guys that are working on stuff and get their, uh, their opinion on stuff. Uh, I think that's very, very valuable. Uh, especially today where sometimes we get caught up in an office for long periods of time and you don't get to see outside sometimes. So it's, uh, I think it's huge advice to get out there. And yes. The, the best, the best structural engineers are those that have practical experience in the field and in, in seeing how things fit together and go together. If they can couple that with the theoretical knowledge that they've got, then, then they're really kind of a whole, a whole, the whole structural package, engineer. Huh? They're the whole package. Yeah. Nice. So you need that. Well, sweet. Um, no, that's, those are great tips. Uh, what, what is something, maybe a favorite project you've worked on or studied about? What's something uh, that you could share with us that you've built or designed or worked on? Well, uh, a cool project that I just recently got involved with, it was an existing design. And so um, on a, and this was a parking structure. It was a substantial, uh, it, was, it was quite a large parking structure for a, a resort here uh, close by our, in, in Park City, a uh, town just outside of Salt Lake City, but um, for a resort, um, existing design. And I was able to take that and using my experience and uh, structural engineering and also just, I mean, just plain, you know, uh, I'll call it uh, parking stall layout. I've seen so many parking garages over my career that I could see that their their layout was very inefficient. They had been sent down a road with uh, the designers that they that they had before I got there that just went down a road that uh, was costing them a lot of money um, and not yielding uh, good results. In this case, the results, they wanted as many parking stalls that they could get for their resort. So they had, they started with something like 854 stalls for this uh, parking structure that I was looking at. And just by me uh, redesigning the structure to a different post-tensioned concrete system than what they had, I was able to bump that number to 924 stalls without changing anything other than the structural system. Wow. And so uh, it was really cool to like see an existing um, supposed solution that somebody else had, had created for this client. And I was able to come in and, and give them additional value. And I wasn't taking up any more space, um, any That's more neat. footprint, we call it. Yeah, it was just, uh, it took up the exact same amount of space, but I was able to get uh, more parking stalls available for him, which. Oh, and I'm sure your management and things. Yeah. When and you do stuff like that, you just them. start shining too. Yeah. So it, uh, it was really cool to be able to provide that solution for him. That's great. I think that's a huge tip for engineers just starting out. If you could find ways to improve an existing design or you're finding something that's, you know, not being done as well uh, in the past that you can improve on and we can improve that. I think that would take your career to, you know, other heights. So that's good stuff. That comes with experience. And once you've seen, you know, a lot of things for a long time, you can kind of start picking out what's efficient and what's not. And 
and then you become valuable to uh, to your clients. Yeah. Sweet. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying this conversation. We will be right back. Hey guys, I wanted to let you know about a sweet discount we have for you. If you use PPI, which is one of the industry leaders in providing exam material for the FE and the PE exam, then use our discount code of CIVAC and get 15% off any book that you get there. Head to our affiliate link at civilengineeringacademy.com slash PPI. Go check out the books that you need and use our code CIVAC at checkout get 15% off any book that does apply only to books, not courses, but is still a sweet, sweet discount. Go check it out. You'll be happy you did. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's get back to our interview with Mark. Um, just another quick question. What is something that interests you today in structural engineering or civil engineering in general? Is there something that pops out, something you enjoy reading? Well, building always, that's being done. Yeah, I've always enjoyed. So my, my background is primarily, if you're talking about structures, is primarily in structural concrete. And so um, in the industry, there's always this tug of war between structural concrete and structural steel, right? When there's a, a project, uh, office, which building, option are you going to go with? Yeah. What are you going to, you going to go with structural concrete or structural steel? And each, each, uh, each industry has their pluses and minuses, but, um, I've really enjoyed, uh, digging into, you know, now that, um, the world is more, uh, we'll say, environmentally conscious. It's cool to see that um, concrete has uh, some really big pluses on the energy saving sides. And so I've, I've been able to recently create uh, with um, some mechanical engineering friends of mine, create uh, energy models, which has been kind of a cool thing that we've, we've done where we've taken a structural steel frame for like an office building we convert it to a structural concrete frame. And the only thing we've done is convert from one structural frame to another. Uh, that's the only change that we've done. We've actually been able to save them uh, on construction costs and doing that. But the cool thing is to show them that, you know, by doing an energy model and the thermal mass of the concrete that they can save, you know, five to 7% on their utilities costs just because they've chosen a different structural system. Wow. That's awesome. That thermal oh, that's a, I think with uh, all the information out there, that's a, that's a fascinating topic to dive into and learn about. Yeah. Um, I know there's huge benefits of, of doing that with concrete. So that's awesome. Um, great tips, great information. I want to keep pushing forward here and kind of go through a quick, a question round with you. Are you ready for that? Yeah. All right, here we go. So what's an obstacle you faced when becoming a civil engineer, whether that was school, the FE, the PE, career, bosses, coworkers? What's an obstacle that you have faced when becoming a civil engineer? 
Well, uh, school, school had some obstacles. Uh, if I can harken back to uh, when I was at the University of Utah, I had some, uh, some professors that I didn't necessarily agree with, and I thought they were making um, subject matter way more difficult than, um, than they probably should have been. <laughs> and I got, I think to, I almost go through that. Yeah. Some, yeah some sort of sure everybody has a little bit of that that goes on, but, uh, but just realizing that that, um, I don't know that that it, when you're going through those difficulties and, and maybe you're, you're struggling with a certain, uh, subject in, in your curriculum and your coursework, um, just keep going, man. Just do your best and keep, keep pushing through those things. Cause, uh, there's light uh, at the end of the tunnel, huh? Yeah. There's light at the end of the tunnel. And, um, and it's not, um, you know, it's not, uh, it's not everything. I mean, I don't know when, <clears throat> when you're in the middle of it and you're, and, and, and you're trying to, make sure your grades are good and you're, and you're trying to meet your, your professor's requirements, you know, for whatever you're doing, whether it's a, you know, class project or whatever. And, uh, and it gets frustrating. It's just, it's hard to, now that I'm older and I look back, it's just, it, it wasn't that, that big of a deal. I needed to keep some things in perspective. It was an important part of my life and I learned a lot of things there, but, um, just, just stick with it, you know? Yep. Just I agree with, with you. It. Stick with it. Some of those courses, um, depending on which route you go in, you might, I mean, I hate to say it, but some of those you might not touch again, you know, if depending on what area yeah. you go into. So it's helpful to know, but, you know, do your best and and uh, you'll get there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's the next question. What's the best advice you have ever received or just good advice in general? Well, um, that your engineering theory um, needs to have a practical side to be valid. So, um, just an example of this. So I, I, I design a lot of, uh, uh, false work and shoring systems and it's, it's cool to, uh, to uh, calculate deflections a lot. And it's cool to take a theoretical deflection calculation and determine that, you know, a beam is going to deflect a quarter inch with loadings that you've uh, assumed um, based on theory, and then actually going out in the field and actually measuring those things and determining that it's actually dropping a quarter inch. It's, That's very, cool. it's very cool to see that and, and complete the loop. Um, and so... Uh, and that that's where that's where engineering becomes real, um, right? But I would just say sometimes you you got to get your head out of the books, get your head out of the theory, go and see what is actually happening in the field. It's almost like having a lab session, you know. Uh, if you recall, you know a lot of our coursework as we're going through school. I do a, remember the labs. We have a classroom, and then you have a lab. Well, that's why you have the lab is to is to try to you're trying to link that practical side of engineering with the theory. But do it throughout your 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 career. I mean, don't stop making those links because it it reinforces what you're doing and um and and the theory that we work with it it, it works. Sweet. It works. All right, let's go through these next few questions. We can just uh just give a short brief answer and we'll just keep punching through. So what's a 
share a personal habit with the audience that contributes to your success as an engineer? Uh, I would just say you just, you never stop learning. Never you know? stop you just, learning. Yeah. You just, you always got to keep learning and, um, you know, and, and, and learn how to filter out the noise. There's a, there's a lot of things that come out that uh, really aren't, uh, you know, sometimes they're touted as new technologies and the latest and greatest thing. And they really just don't have any uh, value uh, once you boil it down. Yeah. But, but, but never stop learning and never stop uh, trying to figure out um, the best way to do things and uh, learn about new materials and new ways to new ways things are, are built and good, constructed. Good yeah. Great advice. Um, next learning. question. Who's someone you look up to and why? Someone I look up to. Well, there's, there's a lot of engineers that I look up to and, and again, most of them are guys that have come out of, in fact, I've got a handful of guys that I really, really respect that I look up to. And they're all guys that started out as concrete finishers. In fact, three of them are started out as concrete finishers and went to school. One of them's actually a PhD and he's got, he sits on uh, several ACI committees um, just someone that I really, really respect. I, I go to a lot of, whenever he's presenting. Um, you pay attention, huh? I pay attention because that guy, he, he has, he's been out in the field. He knows how things go together. He's got, you know, his hands has gotten dirty before. Um, and he knows how things go together, but he also has that theoretical side, you know, mm -hmm. he's, he, he knows the theory and, you mesh those things together and you are a very, he's, they're, they're all very knowledgeable. Very um, valuable too. Very valuable engineers, highly respected because they have those two things. They've got the practical and the theoretical mesh together. Um, let's uh, talk about this. What's a sweet resource that you'd recommend to our community and uh, share why you think it's a good one? Sweet resource. So you're looking for like uh, a reference Anything. manual. It could be I mean, a, a website. It could be a website. Uh, I mean, I can, I can relay all the stuff that I, I mean, I'm, I'm always using my ASC 7. I'm always using my ACI 318. Um, okay. I'm always using my IBC. So get to know your codes. Those are my codes. I always use those. And then, uh, you know, for design software, Man, I, I get a lot of stuff done just with Intercalc. You know, it's not it's not a software package that's going to design, you know, huge um, high-rises, you know. It doesn't do finite element analysis and some of these things that uh, structural engineers use for typical, you know, structural modeling. But, man, it's kind of a workhorse. It gets all my uh, earth-shoring systems that I got to design, um, you know, structural design and, and – um, 90% of everything I got to do it. it nice. Uh, do you know the website? It does the one? job. Yeah. I just look intercalc.com. It's just okay. uh, it's a, it's a cloud-based uh, structural engineering software package. And like I say, it's just, it's just a basic package that covers wood, steel, concrete, just kind of all the basics. And uh, it handles 90% of what I do. So okay. Great. Great. Nice tip great advice great resource um maybe what's a book you recommend to the community and why why has that impressed you or why do you like it a specific book is there a book you know it I could be know. on leadership it could be on anything 
or do you just want to no, stick with the codes? <laughs> Besides the codes? Yeah, see that? Uh, Isaac, that's a tough one for me. I don't know if there's a specific book that I would recommend. I've read a lot of, uh, you know, sales books since, you know, I've, I've, I've kind of got out of uh, not, you know, I've, I've kind of steered towards more of a, a client. Uh, I, I got to interface with clients a lot, right? So I'm, I'm not a typical engineer that's uh, in a cubicle grinding out um, uh, calculations and, and um, I, I'm out interfacing with, with clients. And so I've read, I've read a lot of books on, how best to do that, um, how to achieve sales goals and that kind of stuff. But excellent. I, I always struggle when people ask me, what's, what's a good book that you read? Because I don't know, in my mind, like reading is you're reading for, uh, for understanding you read, you're reading, um, you know, technical manuals for yeah. understanding. No, that makes concept. sense. I don't read for recreation, I guess. Is, oh, is oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading, I'm reading to understand a new concept or figure out a new process. That's usually what I'm reading. Okay. Well, that's all good. That's good advice. Um, let's jump over to here. So, um, as many people know, maybe you don't know, but Mark is my brother and we've also jumped in and created a, a course for civil engineers studying for the FE and uh, we called it the Ultimate Civil Effie Review Course. So I guess kind of as we wrap this up a little bit, um, could you share a little bit about that tool, the, the Ultimate Civil Effie Review Course, and maybe why you wanted to create it and uh, do this for other, other engineers? Yeah, I just, uh, you know, when Isaac approached me about this opportunity, I, I, I thought about it and I thought, yeah, this is kind of, it's kind of a way to give back. Um, and, and mentor uh, young engineers that are trying to get up uh, through the requirements that, uh, that they've got to, uh, you know, get the credentials that they need. And it just, um, I don't know, I looked at uh, just what, was, uh, what Isaac was doing there and decided to get on board. I thought I could be a, a, an asset um, and a resource for, uh, for young engineers that are, that are trying to get things figured out. Um, and I think we've, I think we've done a good job of that. Um, Sweet. Yeah, it's an awesome tool. It has all the modules, all the video. It's got tons of video practice problems. It's got exams. It's got everything you want. Uh, if you're preparing for the FE, go check it out. CivilFEReviewCourse.com. Uh, you'll be pleasantly surprised. Um, Mark is the best way to get a hold of you. If people have questions about anything, just Mark at Civil Engineering Academy. Is that a good way to get a hold that of you? Is, yes, that's a great way to get a hold of me. And if you have any questions, um, any career advice that you need or whatever, I mean, um, we're, we're here to help. Sweet. And, uh, we, like, uh, we like getting uh, young engineers uh, steered in the right direction, don't we, Isaac? Yes, we do. That's what we're all about, Civil Engineering Academy. So, guys, thanks for joining us today. Mark, thanks for joining me on the podcast. We'll probably hear from you again maybe in the future. That would be fun. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Um, so thanks again for joining me, and I, th I thought we shared a lot of valuable tips for those that are coming up into the structural field of engineering and uh, good, good stuff. So thanks again, Mark, and we'll talk to you later. Right on. Thanks. Bye. 
Hey, thanks for joining us on another sweet episode of the Civil Engineering Academy podcast. If you need any help with your FE, your PE, career advice, or anything to do with civil engineering, go check us out at civilengineeringacademy.com. And hey, if you have ideas for the show or you want to join me on this show, uh, stuff that would be interesting, shoot me an email, Isaac at civilengineeringacademy.com. I'd love to hear from you. All right, we'll see you later on the next one. Bye.